The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Hey! Hey! <laughs> I'm on time. I always arrive on time. Um, <laughs> hello. I like this said. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's the end of the year, uh, and this is a podcast where um, Craig and I uh, normally talk about, we pick a movie, and we talk about, um, we, we dig into it a little bit, and we try and understand, um, try and figure out what might be preventing it from feeling like a really great movie. Um, but we're going to do uh, something a little special at the end of the year um, for 2021, um, which has been a pretty shit year in a lot of ways, but... Um, you know, as, as always, there's um, always entertainment around to explore, some old, some new. Um, and so we're going to wrap up uh, this year with a, a little little mini episode um, just talking about some of the some of the stuff we've watched this year. Yeah, so, so not so much a, a 2008 best of list um, where we try and pick the best of the year, but more a, um, a, a 2021, um, this is what we saw or this is what we liked list. And so the, the brief was pick five things ish uh, that we we and, and the only the only proviso is we have to have seen it in this year. So um, and new to us in this year. So it doesn't have to be a film or a television show new to this year. Um, it just has to be new to us in this year. So um, uh, I think the way these usually go is I've probably seen more things in the cinema new than Mike because uh, I don't have kids and Mike does. Uh, and Mike's probably picking up some old gems uh, and bringing them to the table. So I think that's that's usually how this goes, right, Mike? Yeah, I think that'll be. I think that's going to be the theme. Why don't okay, you go first? Cool. All right. So um, new to me in 2021 uh, was uh, Modern Family, the 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 long running. I think there's 11 seasons of it. Um, TV show. I think it finished in 2020. I, I think they finished the show altogether. Um, but uh, Modern Family, which was um, which was which was fun. It didn't start. It started off a little bit uh, weak, uh, but really picks up. Um, and uh, it's it's very sharply written. Uh, certainly around seasons three, four, five, and six, very very sharp. Um, it, did you it binge kind of, watch it, or did you? Uh, we did have you been just... binge watching it. It has been our go to. What are we going to watch? We've been going. Oh, we'll watch the Modern Family, and we'll yeah. watch a couple episodes of Modern Family. So yeah, we've been binging it. It's been uh, it's been really good. Um, the Dunphys and uh, and all their various family setups. Uh, I think it was kind of groundbreaking as well for when it came out because it it it, it leaned into the idea that the modern American family is not quite the um, the the modern American family that uh, is usually portrayed on television. It's um, it's made up of a multitude of different uh, it, um, uh, sex, sexual orientations, uh, uh, races, and um, uh, tries to be a bit more inclusive than your standard American sitcom has been mm. in the past. So uh, features a gay couple, um, a, 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 an adopted a Vietnamese girl, um, and a, a daddy or dating situation. Uh, where where um, she is significantly younger than he is, and he is a granddad, and uh, yeah, they have a kid together. It's it's good. It's fun. It's it's well written. It's sharp. I've never watched it, but I've, obviously I've seen it. I've seen it around everywhere, and yeah, I just everywhere. It's, it's fantastic that Ed O'Neill. I'm sure this has been said and written, but to take a to take a known sitcom dad from Married with Children and put him in 
this in this sitcom specifically about how that sitcom family doesn't exist anymore doesn't exist is 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 very clever yeah and it's very well done and um and ed o'neill is is great in it as well um it's definitely one of those um roles or or parts that um like it it could only have been played by someone like ed o'neill yeah Um, anybody else in that role would have would have would have would have tanked it um but yeah, it's, the whole cast is, is pretty pretty phenomenal, to be fair. Um, and every one of those people is comedic um, gold in their own right. Um, and to see some of the kids, because um, the kids when the show starts are quite young, to see some of those kids come into their to their own right um, as actors is, 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 is quite neat to watch. So, mm. um, uh, and like I said, the writing's really sharp. So, um, yeah, that was that was our fam- that was our pick. Oh, cool. So I, I think I think we've seen nine of 11 seasons that's all that was available to us on netflix so um yeah so i've got a i've got a couple of tv shows as well okay and and three movies one of my tv shows um so i watched generation kill which in fact oh, yes. you you gave me the blu-ray disc I think for, I did, before yeah. you before you yeah. left um i bequeathed you my some of my um my movie and tv collection yeah this is before this is back when craig and i lived in the same city um mm. auckland in new zealand craig now lives in london um, but he did, he, he did give me give me a few a few choice nuggets. Um, <laughs> yeah, Generation Kill before he I left. That, left, yeah. and I've I finally got around to watching Generation Kill. Um, so Generation Kill is um, uh, created by the same guy, David Simon, who created The Wire, yep. um, famous TV series. It's, it's my favorite. Oh, I don't know if I, that and that and Soprano, that and The Sopranos are kind of tied as my favorite. TV, oh, okay. TV series. Oh, the, the, I, I absolutely really like the adore wire. both of those shows. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Generation Kill. Generation Kill is about the Iraq War. It's based on a book by a journalist who yeah. travelled with a, um, a platoon in the in the Iraq War. Um, and it's very short. It's only seven episodes, um, but it really seeks to capture the, I guess the the, the chaos and the humdrum elements of war. It's 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 really heroic um and it's it's often as much about how the soldiers deal with the boredom as it is about how they and 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 the varying degrees of competence among the the senior officers uh, as much as it's about as it's about confronting the enemy um and and you know performing acts of heroism under fire um Mm. It's it's good. I'd recommend it. It's 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 a pretty easy watch. As with the wire, um, it takes a while to get used to the lingo and you the language. You the language never, is yeah, daunting. You never yeah. you you really understand more than about sixty percent of what's going on. Um, so yep. if you've tried watching the wire and couldn't get into it because because of some of the some of the uh, some of the idioms you found hard to follow, um, you will find the same in Generation Kill. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I remember about Generation Kill the most is is stuff like uh, interrogative, like the characters yeah. are constantly going interrogative, and um, I think that just means that's a fancy, that's military speak for question. Is this yeah. a question? Yeah. Um, that that uh, Oscar Mike, which is Oscar on the, Mike, which is on yeah, the move. On the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've played a bit of Battlefield uh, and Call of Duty, so some of that lingo was 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 more familiar to me than than maybe to you, but. Um, it definitely had me reaching for um, Urban Dictionary or, or, or typing into Google like what does interrogative mean, Generation Kill, and then and, and diving down a deep well on on Reddit threads about 
the lingo used in the film uh, in the in the show uh, yeah i really enjoyed it um I, I i have also seen generation kill obviously um and um i believe it not having ever been to war uh thankfully uh, um i i believe it to be a much more accurate representation of what of what war is like for the average soldier than what is usually presented in the the saving private ryan's of this world not it's not that glorification of war um it's more a show of like it's a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing um in a, in a place they probably shouldn't be doing things they they don't really understand and um the fog of it and the yeah the understanding from the common soldiers is, is it's it's limited. it's not so much how do i how do i overcome this enemy in 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 this in this particular battle situation how do i how do i overcome the sniper or something it's more mm. how do i get batteries yeah. for my for, for my night for my vision equipment. for my night yeah. vision goggles yeah very much the case or or the fact that uh, i've been shipped off to um i've been shipped off to war uh with the wrong with the wrong camouflage gear one guy uh, as an example one guy in about the second episode he he loses his helmet his helmet falls off um as they're as they're driving at night and he spends the entire rest of the show wearing a motorbike helmet because <laughs> they can't get a replacement helmet. they can't they can't get a replacement yeah. they don't have any replacement helmets and so he just yeah. he, you see him he's, he's obviously picked up this i don't know why they have a <laughs> motorbike, that. Yeah, he's got a motorbike, motorbike helmet, helmet. Yeah. but every, in every scene you could see him because he's this guy all the, all the scenes where they're rolling along in their humvees he's out the top with his motorbike helmet on yeah well i like the uh i like the the master sergeant who is obsessed with the grooming standard um yeah. and like that that that's for for him, they're in they're in a um, an enemy country, um, advancing on Baghdad, and uh, seemingly the most important thing in the world to him is is the length of um, someone's mustache hairs, um, I, 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 and and screaming about how people aren't in correct uniform. Mm. So, yeah, that 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 strikes more true to me uh, about war and the nature of the military than than anything else I've seen. On, yeah on television not having been to war or have any military experience myself but yeah yeah cool um all right well the um do you have anything else you want to say about generation kill nope uh okay well the um next thing for me would be i saw the movie june which was right which was excellent yeah i would really like to watch that i really enjoyed the hell out of june that was that was really well done uh denny villeneuve um uh proving that he can he can turn out 80s um 80s sci-fi films with the best of them so he did blade runner 2049 or 2043 oh right did you like that i did i did enjoy that i'm i'm probably a little different where i prefer to talk about and think about blade runner than watch blade runner every time i watch blade runner i feel frustrated so um I yeah, yeah I did I did watch Blade Runner twenty forty was twenty forty two twenty forty two twenty forty three I don't know the new the new Something Blade like Runner anyway I watched that I, but, I I thought it was fantastic I loved it oh you really liked it too yeah really liked it yeah I so like the, the I like the original guy. yeah oh we're both wrong it's Blade Runner twenty forty nine ah okay <laughs> um Blade Blade Runner twenty forty nine um I I thought that was excellent as well um but yeah I really enjoyed June I saw it at the cinema um my wife came with me to that um and she enjoyed it as well uh so um if amy liked it 
it must be all right um, because uh, she doesn't need she doesn't need to be a huge um, nerd to to get into something. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I really get into that she's she's like, why do you like this? And I'm like, I can't really explain it. But uh, do yeah, you June, so uh, do you like the original Dune? I have seen I watched the original Dune not that long ago, um, and it is a hot mess. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is such a nightmare. It's a fever dream um it is it is it is on speed and crack and doing a lot of lsd it's it's a it's a bonkers movie um and uh there are definitely parts of it that i enjoy uh but yeah holy hell um uh, so david cronenberg is it david cronenberg um david lynch sorry one of the davids it's david lynch and he is a he is an excellent filmmaker um but what he was doing on this movie is is absolutely mind-boggling to me but yeah clearly clearly there were some things happening but uh yeah it's a i really really enjoyed june highly recommend and i think you'll see it come oscar time as well i think they'll mm. pick up a bunch of stuff it's really it's easily the best film i've seen this year um best film i've seen this year um so as, as craig mentioned i have i have children so um f- movies tend to be children's movies so i've got oh, yes I've got a couple of of my five. I've got two children's movies and one grown up movie. Uh, the best movie is the is the children one of the children's movies, which is Ratatouille. Oh, that's um, a good movie. Yeah, it came up on. A, um, uh, my kids are obsessed with Ice Age, which are all garbage except for the first one, which is all <laughs> tolerable. Um, but it's, and, and we kind of want to branch them out. We've tried we've tried a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, uh, we've, we've recently we've, this year we've tried going back. Uh, a little bit and showing them like labyrinth and um okay. never ending story but one of the one movie we showed them was ratatouille um okay which is yeah it's fantastic it's really well made it's golden age of pixar um when they were really fire obviously had a lot of creative freedom they just take this take this story and stretch it as far as as far as uh, they they want it to go um it's yep. really delicately handled um, it's it's because it's quite odd in a lot of ways, but it just it, it it comes together into something really, really, really beautiful. And um, y- y- yeah, I I really loved Ratatouille. Okay, yeah, I've seen Ratatouille as well. Um, uh, the movie that makes it okay for rats to cook your dinner. So yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Rennie washes his hands. So um, yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch. Every time Rennie goes into the kitchen, he washes his hands. I just uh, yeah, you just imagine someone starting starting with the title, right? And just to it, yeah. the entire rest of the movie folds out. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if the title if came rat, first. What if a like, rat? Yeah. What if a rat ratatouille? Made, uh, what if a rat made ratatouille. <laughs> yeah. Make a whole yeah. movie about that. There's, and it there's works. a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, I, I I have seen it myself and I enjoyed it. Um, okay, well, the next film on my list was uh, it was a, a movie new for 2021. Um, it was The French Dispatch, which is the, the latest Wes Anderson film. So, ah, right. Yeah. yeah. If so, if you've seen a Wes Anderson film like The Royal Tenenbaums or um, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, you've, you've probably, you can probably imagine what this movie looks like and who's in it. Um, and you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> all of those people are in this movie um uh it, it's also this it's also the second film on my list this year that that features uh timothy chalamet 
um, in a leading role. Uh, both Dune and the French Dispatch have Timothy Chalamet in it. Um, uh, it is. Uh, I said my note on it is arresting, fun, and very so very very Wes Anderson. So um, if you're a fan of the Wes Anderson films, you'll enjoy this. So I stopped watching Wes Anderson when the when I saw after I saw the Boy Scout one. What's the Boy Scout oh, yes. one? Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Hold on. Uh, I'll just bring that up. Because I think that was before the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. And I remember the Grand Budapest Hotel came out, but I, I, I'd seen kind of, you know, I was a big fan. Life Aquatic, love it. Royal Tenenbaums, love it. Um, Rushmore. Um, even back to Bottle Rocket, which is... See, I, I really like Rushmore. One, Ru- Rushmore is the first one I saw, and um, it's, it's the one I like the most. Bottle Rocket's him, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's the first yeah. one. And that's got the... the the Wilson brothers in it. Both Wilson brothers yeah. are in that. Luke and Owen Wilson. So I think yeah, I just both. yeah I, I just ran out of gas on uh, after the after the Boy Scout one. Is it Moonrise Kingdom? Moon, it's Moonrise Kingdom. Is the one you're talking about with the Boy Scouts? Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's the one with Bruce Willis in it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten so much about it. I'd even forgotten the name, and I think. That's... Uh, that's yeah, where I, I kind like, of stopped with Wes Anderson. I like Wes Anderson um, as much as the next person, Amy, my wife. Um, she's she's the big Wes Anderson fan, so she she really likes Wes Anderson. However, she doesn't like Rushmore. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, or or rather rather when she we did watch Rushmore, she fell asleep. So um, it wasn't Wes Anderson enough for her. Okay. So yeah, uh, but I have to say. Um, uh the french dispatch uh, i i very much enjoyed the french dispatch um i thought that was a, a very fun film filled with fun characters being very wes andersony um uh, and it was almost kubrickian in its in its style and places I, mm. I enjoyed it i thought it was it was a good watch okay what's what's next on your list mike so i'll do another movie um so uh, i'll do the the grown-ups movie that we watched this year um uh, oh, go on then most of the grown-ups movies that i talk about that i watch are, are movies that i talk about on the podcast but this is one that i watched me and my wife watched just for um for the kicks which is john wick um and i actually oh, hey, we, hey. we've we've loved everything we we've talked about so far but john wick i i thought uh didn't it didn't do much for me um i get oh, okay. what it's going for i don't know yeah. I'd, I'd it'd been hyped up like i was i'd, I'd looked i'd kind of explored around the internet and just, just looked for something new that i hadn't seen that wasn't kind of treading over familiar territory it wasn't a sequel or um you know something that was something that i, I didn't know much about and i found um, john wick came recommended and so we gave that a crack um yeah, it just it just didn't didn't really connect with me. I didn't quite get the. I mean, like I said, well, I I got the, I, I got what it was going for. It's going for that kind of that kind of pure action, low dialogue, um, um, high concept, high high concept, revenge uh, thriller. Because that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. His wife um, dies, and um, she gives him a dog, and and the and the bad guys kill the dog. But little do they know, they've they've woken up the boogeyman. So. 
but that's the whole movie <laughs> that's that's it yeah <laughs> just describes it in one sentence but i think i think yeah um nothing, so it's, nothing it's, changes from that from that point so the um the I, I know a little bit about John Wick. I, I've watched John Wick and I've seen all the sequels. And um, but the the two directors out of that, their names are Chad Stileski and David Leach, um, and they are second unit directors who do action sequences. So it was it was an excuse for them, so amongst other things, to to direct a film, uh, which was basically the action movie that they wanted to make. Um, and uh, so yeah and then Keanu Reeves comes on board and I, I don't even think Keanu Reeves was first pick it feels like Keanu Reeves was not first pick for this but he does he did, Keanu Reeves has an acting style and I think it fits it fits for this film he's a fit for mm. this movie um, uh, I, I liked I like John Wick I, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not opposed to a dumb action movie um, and neither um, am I yeah and I, I think this movie maybe does, I was just expecting something different I think yeah, maybe you went into it hoping for something a bit more highbrow. It really isn't. It's it's just a fun action movie, and um, it certainly did something with like the the gunplay in the film that um, you don't you don't get or or you didn't get in these kind of films um, uh, at that point. So this introduced something new. And so like watching it, it was surprised. I remember watching it when it sh- when it came out and going, oh, this is different um so it, it obviously doesn't take much to be different in the action genre um hmm. or, or rather it does take a lot to be different in the action genre because everything's been done so it's, it's neat when someone finds something new to do uh, but yeah there's a whole stack of sequels to this so hmm. yeah what's cool. your next one uh, my next one was uh the uh was the netflix phenomenon squid game oh <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? You obviously haven't. No. Uh, <laughs> Mike's shaking his head very derisively here. No, no. Oh, it's, oh, uh, it's, oh, it's not derisive. <laughs> I, I get it. It's yeah. Um, by this point, you probably you had think? most of it spoiled for you. But um, I, I yeah. um, if uh, if you've seen and I know you have um, Battle Royale, um, and you enjoy that that. Um, that southeast asian film experience where it's just bonkers in the best possible way um then yeah squid game is definitely for you i think you'd enjoy squid game myself um it's battle royale done differently and um and it's it's surprising and fun and um it it delivers on what it promises to do so there's no it doesn't it doesn't shy away from its premise like it sets out its premise and goes this is how it ends um and you you are delivered that that is exactly what it does it doesn't find some way to have cadness and um peter survive it 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 does what it wants and it 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 doesn't break the rules um so it 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 lives up to the i i think it lives up to the hype um uh we watched it in real time so we were watching it basically as it came out um so um i uh amy and i watched it we binged it in a week i think we got mm. through all of it um but yeah it's it, it's it's worth it um and especially if you've got netflix you've got no excuse not to watch it but i th- i think what what bothers me about squid game is what it what it reveals about the the power of the netflix algorithm to just have anything appear and then because a few people have watched it a few more people watch it and suddenly everyone on the entire earth has seen that show and like it's 
that that used to happen over a period of many months and sure quality would rise to the top but and, and i don't i don't know I'm, i haven't seen it so i'm not saying it's good or bad i i just i just i see see things kind of plucked out of nowhere and suddenly everybody's seen it and then it's gone and then everybody's forgotten it and it just i, I don't know there's something something i find um unsettling about and it's 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 tied is that like i say it's the whole how the algorithm works and how it's picked up and then it's everyone's talking about it on facebook and then everybody needs to see it and then it's and then it's gone and then it's over and then everybody moves on to the next thing and what where does what has what has meaning when it's it's just it's so kind of um transient I don't know something, Transient, something about just it. the word I was I was um, reaching for. Um, but I, I mean, I guess um, I've I've been fond of saying this about social media, like, and this is slightly off topic, but hey, you know, that's the podcast. Um, social media really didn't change anything other than it made the time period smaller, right? So, like, mm. you know, we're of an age that we remember pre-social media and post-social media, and I remember that the, the the gossip chain, as it were. Um, and, uh, you know, you would hear about something that would happen at a party or to a friend, but you'd hear about it, you know, um, after the fact, and it would be, you would hear about it like a month, three months later. Um, and the only thing that social media changed really was the time scale. So, um, now you were, you were hearing about it in almost real time. Um, so you, depending on, on how, uh, social media focused your your friend circle is you're seeing the gossip at the party almost at the same time as it's happening at the party so nothing's changed just the time's gotten smaller and i think that's mm. the same with like squid game right so um the algorithm exists to bump up popularity so if people are watching it um and it's getting a lot of views and the algorithm pushes it up um and social media then gets on board and What's different about that than, say, Terminator 2, which was um, big in its day, pre-social media, where word of mouth is what, what sold that to you if you weren't immediately going to go to the film because, one, you, didn't, you hadn't seen Terminator, and two, you didn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but your friend Kathy is telling you, hey, um, Terminator 2 is fucking excellent. You should go and see it. Um, and so, that, I mean, what's really changed other than the, the platform on, on, in which that happens, whereas it used to be word of mouth, now it's social media impressions or it's in your face on mm. Twitter. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And, and everything about that is now just shorter, right? Mm. So, whereas, But I almost, whereas, almost feel like I need to, when, when there's that much buzz, I almost feel like I need to actively avoid it. To distance yourself from it. Fair enough. Yeah. Which is which yeah. says, probably says more about me than it does about, which is kind know, of which is kind of John Wick, right? So you've heard so much about John Wick because it is so prevalent on the internet. It is definitely popular with people on 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 the net, um, and it certainly well, has like, that yeah, social well, media well, presence. Yeah, I saw I sought that out because I, I I looked I, I looked on a specific like I looked on forums for and, and um, a recommendation for, for things that for, for recommendations exactly for something okay. that was along the lines of what what we were looking for which was something you know not too not too highbrow um right. we wanted to, we wanted something that was fun and enjoyable and an easy watch um um and, and i yeah i don't know, it just didn't, it just didn't hit the mark okay i don't know maybe i was maybe maybe we were looking for something because there's, there's there's not a lot of 
kind of humor infused in it. It's quite straight. I don't know. Um, it's uh, yeah. So um, on on that note, um, so my I'll talk about my TV show. Uh, other TV show I wanted to mention that we've watched this year, which is um, a TV show called Secret City, which um, I which haven't is, seen. Which is an Australian TV show. I have no idea how we wound up watching it. It um, uh, it's a um, it's a, a political thriller. Um, it's a, about a journalist. It's kind of in the mold um, of a little bit in the mold of Homeland, like an Australian Homeland. Um, okay. where there's um, kind of spies and politics and shady shady deals um, uh, the main character is also um, you know she's modeled a lot on on the Claire Danes character in Homeland and in fact Homeland is another show that 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 we watched and really liked and so I don't know maybe that's how we that maybe that's how we how, how Netflix wound up sharing Secret City with us as a recommendation um, Fair. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Who knows how these things go? If it's serendipity or what, but um, but it is. Yeah, Secret City. Um, I I really recommend if you're into um, that sort of uh, spy drama or, or political thriller. Um, like I say, it's Australian. There are two seasons. Um, uh, they're quite. They're pretty short, I think, from memory. Um, and the. Um, yeah, it's a female protagonist. She's a journalist, and she's kind of known as a bit of a muckraker. But she she comes up on these stories and and kind of uncovers something that's bigger than than what she thinks it is. And it's about her investigations and um, you know the the, the barriers that are, are thrown up in her way. Cool. And and you think it's worthwhile watching? You enjoyed it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed Secret City a lot. I thought it was excellent. Okay. Well, I see it's on Netflix, so um, I'll, I'll maybe that that sort of sounds like the kind of thing I'm into as well. So I might have to check that out. So uh, that, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I've, I, I'm into a little bit of Australian politics, and um, it's because they're they're not far misaligned uh, with with UK politics, and the the sleaze factor in Australian politics is is on par, although smaller in scale than than it is to uk politics where there's mm. just a lot of sleaze mm. um that's one of the biggest um eye openers for me coming here to the uk is just how sleazy some of the politics is here and the amount of graft and cor- well not not corruption or out and out corruption but cronyism and nepotism that's in the uk yeah politics. Yeah. yeah you get a lot of that in australian politics i've been um um watching a youtube channel by a guy called the friendly geordies who um uh he's an australian comedian and has a youtube channel and he um he's he's He's, he's quite good, but he's been embroiled in a political scandal because he, he got um, arrested by the um, Fixated Person Squad, which is a squad set up to, to take out, um, uh, you know, ex-stalking boyfriends and, and that kind of thing. It's called the Fixated Persons Unit. Oh, and right. um, and the, the, the New South Wales Premier used the Fixated Person Squad to, um, to arrest uh, this comedian who's been highly critical of him on youtube and oh, um it's man. all kind of blown up blown up in their faces and it's um it's gone to court and the charges have been thrown out and um and 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 that new south wales premier um who i can't say his name uh, because I, I don't know how to pronounce it properly it's a very greek sounding name so i apologize so i'm not going to offend anybody by saying it out loud but um uh but uh he 
um, he's actually st- stepped down as premier, and so has his deputy premier over uh, over uh, um, over the whole incident. Um, mm. So it's 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 yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I'm interested in that. Um, okay, well, my my fifth and fifth with an asterisk uh, last film is um, the Suicide Squad. James Gunn, the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. um, which which came out this year. Um, so if you're not familiar, James Gunn is is uh, pretty prolific um and as a director of the of the guardians of the galaxy films um which have been wildly successful for marvel but he um he was briefly fired from marvel over some um highly highly questionable t- uh, tweets from him from a few mm. years ago um got blown up and so he was fired which he took well um and bowed out and said i understand why marvel has done this um and then he was immediately snapped up by warner brothers in dc and they gave him his choice of things to direct said please have at it and he he picked to to basically to do what he did for marvel but he did it for the suicide squad so there was already a suicide squad film um which was directed by david Iyer, i think is his name uh which was uh really bad uh and he's mm. uh james gunn's come along and shown them how to do a good suicide squad and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was very is good it the, fun. Is it the same? Do all the same cast play the same? No, so roles? some of the completely cast new cast, or no, some do. It's almost almost a completely new cast, but Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn, uh, and some other some other characters from um, the first one return as well. Um, Amanda Waller um, she returns, um, but yeah, it's it's a soft reboot. Um, the events of the first film are, are not really mentioned. Um, but, um, the guy who plays Rick flag is back as well. Um, so there's some carryover in those characters, but, um, most the first film is, was only like a year ago, right? That's, it was more than a year ago. It was like 2017, 2018. No, oh, it was okay. before I left, um, New Zealand. So it was like definitely 2017, 2016. Oh, shit, something really? like that. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a while back. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 um, it's pretty good. I um, I enjoyed it a lot, uh, so All much right. so I think we saw it twice. So, okay, and even Amy liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, All right. What's I'll, I'll come back from my my asterisks at the end of this. So All right. What was your fifth thing? All right, I'll do one. I'll do one more. Um, once, do it's one another. More. It's another kids movie that I watched again. I'm looking at the long list of kind of kids movies that aren't aren't ice age um and and i've recommended like a, a high, you know come in they come in high like, on rotten, rotten tomatoes I like the first ice age um, I, I first first was... ice age is all right first ice age is respectable it's got dennis, Le- you, dennis leary in it it's got Ray by the time Romano. you get to five it's it's they're gonna yeah cool. um, boy they kept they come back to that one milking that one until it was dead so another one that another one that comes recommended is zootopia which oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really liked as well. That's um, that's a Disney joint, the, right? Disney made that. Yeah, that the Disney? the the thing with these like the um, kids movies, the the only place well one of the only places you can find new IP, um, and so Zootopia. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's relatively new. I think it came out about twenty fifteen. Look that up and look that up and cor- Correct me, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh, um yeah and it's 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 a really smart story about um uh, a city full of animals um and a a, a a bunny who becomes a police officer even though all police off police officers are, are mostly large animals right um 
but the but the, this this bunny decides she wants to become a police officer. She's bullied when she's a kid, and she decides she's all for law and order. Um, even though it's like she's the first ever bunny to become a police officer, and so it's it's kind of a a story. You know, it's a story about being who you are and what's real, what's important to you, not letting things get in your way and stop you from achieving your dreams. But it's, you know, the, what's really fun about it is the the way that they imagine how the world would work if cities were inhabited by animals instead of people. Um, it's, it's, it's really well done. So the scale of everything. Um, we, so we did, we did downsizing. Hmm. Um, on the podcast a little while ago and what the part of what they're going for with downsizing uh, is, is achieved really nicely in Zootopia where the comedy there's the comedy that comes out of the big small thing everything everything kind of happens on three scales there's, right there's, there's the, the tiny animals there's medium-sized animals and huge animals and how kind of showing the ways that the world needs to be built for them to be able to interact with each other but also the way that they treat each other because okay. they are they are big or small, uh, so it's it's okay. fantastic and it's funny, um, and it's 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 a lovely a, a lovely story and really a really nice entry in that in that that whole area that that Pixar's really carved the the kids movies that adults will enjoy. Yeah, who made it? Is it is it Pixar or is it? Um, I don't. I I is think it Disney? it's is it DreamWorks. I actually don't. Oh, know. is it a DreamWorks joint? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I was just looking over the wiki pa- the um, IMDb page for it here, but it, it's not immediately um, obvious to me whether it was a Pixar joint or not. It's Disney. Um, I don't think it was. It's, I thought it was Disney. Yeah, feels like Disney, which is almost Pixar. Pixar is Pixar is owned by Disney. Disney owns everything. Um, till all are one. Um, okay. Oh yeah, and the the voice cast for it is amazing as well. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It, Idris Elba was in Zootopia. He's also in The Suicide Squad. He's also in The Wire, which we've mentioned. Idris yeah. Elba. <laughs> he should be the next Bond. Controversial, but he should be. Um, be. Oh, and J.K. Simmons is in Zootopia. I love J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he's. We've great. been talking. A, we've been talking about a little bit about Terminator, um, and uh, there's a Terminator movie called Dark Fate. Is it Dark Fate? Um, uh, where where J.K. Simmons plays a cop, uh, and it's a terrible movie. It's it's Arnie and it's time travel and it's uh, coming back to 1984 and um, it's uh, it's 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 not very good. But the J.K. Simmons features in it, um, and he's a, a young cop who who sees time traveling robots. And the whole movie is made by this one line, this throwaway line by J.K. Simmons, where he goes, uh, he he finally has his his theories confirmed, and he he kind of mumbles off as he's walking away from camera going goddamn time traveling robots i knew it and um and and wanders <laughs> off and it's that the movie is is ass it's a bad bad movie um but it uh that 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 line just gets me every time is <laughs> jk simmons <laughs> talking about goddamn time traveling robots um so i love it it's so good um okay but right, okay, well, right. what's I, your I said last five one? things uh, i said five things um uh, but um i, I when I wrote this list and, and when we recorded this podcast, I've seen, I've seen Spider-Man No Way Home um, in that in that period of time as well, um, and I, I thought it, it's worthwhile putting it on the list. Um, so uh, Spider-Man No Way Home 
uh, was excellent. Um, mm. A lot of fan service. I don't know how it's going to stand up to time. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it for everyone here, but um, yeah, it it it's it's pretty good, and mm. um, it it caps off a Spider-Man trilogy um, with Tom Holland as Spider-Man, um, and does a, an excellent job of that. Um, and uh, I hope I hope they come back and make some more films, but. Um, yeah it's excellent highly recommend um if you're fans of the spider-man movies and or you just enjoy a good superhero romp then um i recommend spider-man no way home cool yeah All alfred right. molina steals the show he's he's so good um and he's uh, in the first one right he's he's in he's in the uh, one of the toby Maguire ones he's in spider-man 2 um oh, second one right. and yes and um his name escapes me right at the minute but uh he's in apocalypse now he's he's the green goblin um willem uh, defoe willem defoe will willem defoe uh returns as the green goblin um and it's um i've got to say like it's it's he's probably the best uh spider-man villain in any of the films um and he he does an excellent job here he's threatening and menacing and mad and crazy and electric <laughs> it's mm. hard to take your eyes off willem dafoe he's making willem dafoe faces um yeah he's he's excellent the whole the whole film is excellent and jamie lee Fo- uh jamie lee fox uh jamie fox is back um uh he's gotten a bit of a glow up as well um he he redeems his electro character um yeah the whole cast is amazing okay. um, it's a good film Highly cool. recommend. so Love i think it. that's our that's our recommends of the year that's our best yep. of yeah. yeah so we're gonna wrap this up um thanks if you've been listening to us for a while um yeah appreciate it if you want to uh chuck out a chuck out a like or a subscribe or a please a shout, a shout out on a shout out on yeah. the socials or if you want to hit us up and um suggest a suggest a movie for us to 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 talk about and, and try and understand what's what's going on in that movie what are, what is it about is, is it the script or the cast or or what is it that's or not hell quite, not maybe quite maybe you disagree with us maybe you think we've gotten it wrong uh, maybe you think that we've missed the point um and uh, you want to tell us about it you know just reach out on social media tell us interact like and yeah. subscribe it really helps the channel grow um and uh yeah we uh we we keep coming back and doing this mostly because mike and i need an excuse to talk about films um but uh also we we enjoy doing this for people all right you have a happy new year craig you too, Mike. And well, you too, happy listener. You too, listeners. Um, we'll see you in 2022. 2022. 2022. All right. Bye. Take it easy, folks. Bye.